Hey, good morning, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It is Bill from Top Fan Rivalry. I got a new guest in our clubhouse, a, a team that we've we've briefed over a little bit, but we haven't had a lot of discussion about it. I'm excited, and he's got some great stories to tell, I'm sure, about ballparks. I've had a chance to talk to him offline, but Shane, welcome to the clubhouse for the first time, my friend. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate you having me. I'm uh, excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. So first and foremost, tell me, who's your favorite team? Um, well, I'm a diehard Cardinals fan, born and raised in the Midwest. And uh, yeah, I, I love the Cardinals. Been to lots and lots and lots of Cardinal games. And uh, yeah, that's my team. Nice. And where did that start? So it's funny. Um, you know, I've been around baseball my entire life. And uh, growing up, I really started getting into it um, right around the 97, 98 time frame, which was obviously the, the Mark McGuire and the Sammy Sosa the home yep. runchants, right? So, you know, as an eight-year-old kid, Mark McGuire was larger than life. You know, he's he's a superhero for a kid that likes baseball. Um, so I came from a really small town, middle of Illinois, and every summer our local library would do uh, this event. It was like a, a book report event to where if you did all your book reports, at the end of it, you got uh, Cardinal tickets, like four tickets to like the nosebleeds. It was that old, it was that, uh, old bush. So every summer at, at the end of the year, I got to uh, – go to a Cardinal game after doing my book reports and it just kind of stuck, you know, from a kid and getting to watch some of these guys in, in, in real life and really get into, into the sport at that time. I just, you know, kind of gravitated towards that, that fan base and that, that, that venue. And it was just a really cool experience. And that's kind of where it started. You know, that's always my favorite question to ask people because it's, it always comes back to a child, a, a grandpa, grandma, you know, like you say, a book report, something it always goes back to the heart of it, which makes baseball like awesome. And by the way, McGuire, you can bump into come where I'm at. You'll bump into him all the time. Like he lives right down the road from us. And so you'll bump into him in Newport. He's, he's usually pretty cool about it because he gets used to it. But most of us that will bump, I've bumped into him a couple of times. Most of us, when we bump into him, he's hey Mark and just walk right by. Right. Cause it's, you can kind of tell it's, the people that are from out of town that, are, hey, that's Mark McGuire. Hey, can I get an autograph? And he's, yeah, you're not from California, are you? <laughs> okay. That's so, so funny. Uh, yeah, but he was larger than life. Man, I remember that season, too, because you guys opened up against the Dodgers, and he hit, like, two or three home runs on opening day. I remember thinking, oh, this team's going to be good. Uh-oh. Yeah, Uh-oh. That, that, that run that he went on, I'll never forget, um, it was whenever he hit number 62. My parents let me stay up late that night. It was like a family event every time they had a game. And I remember I fell asleep as a kid on the floor. I didn't even see it. I woke up to everybody, my, my household going crazy. Um, but I missed I missed the home run. I can't even say I, I got to see it because I was asleep on the floor. Um, you yeah, it was, you it was missed it like run. he missed first base, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He went over first base. And so the first base coach called him back and he, he did it. And, then, you know, grabbing his kid at home plate and pick it. It was just a really cool, really yeah. cool moment. You know, I'll, I'll find myself watching that YouTube video occasionally. Just rebounds yeah. of that of that run that was really cool, makes really cool feel team. good. It it makes you really feel good watching that stuff and and him bear hugging Matt at home plate his kid and picking him up. I mean that's that's what baseball's about, right? It's father son, yeah. you know, that, father that daughter. Team had a lot of really cool personalities on that team. You know, I remember the the hard nosed Fernando Vina, second baseman. Um, you know, Rinsery was one of my favorite shortstops of all time. Um, you know, you got. Tati Sr. was there for the, the last part of his career with Big Mac. So um, there's a lot of cool guys that came through, and it was a really fun team to watch. So you just led me into my next question. So who is your current favorite player, and who is your all-time favorite player? They don't have to be Cardinals, but they can be. So do tell. 
So I'm going to use the current one just because it's kind of an easy, low-hanging fruit. I guess it's not necessarily current, but Albert Pools. I have to say Albert Pools. Um, oh, Albert. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not a Cardinal fan alive that doesn't have him in the top three. Um, and one of the, the main reasons, and this was kind of a, um, you know, just kind of a growing through baseball. So I got to see him play in uh, Peoria in single A ball uh, back in 2000. It was you know, the only year in single, a, in single A ball. And my dad and I would drive to Peoria to the Chiefs game, and I got to see him play. Uh, in a few games it was before we you know no one really thought much of it but it's like one of the first players that I got to see before they made it all the way through their entire career that I remember so and with his level of, of play and such and like just you know the game against the Astros when he took Brad Lidge off the train tracks um, there's just so many memorable moments that he gave us you know the the World Series run three home runs in a World Series game um, I mean he just gave us so many memorable stuff and uh, I just I've always gravitated towards him. You know, it's really cool to see him come back this year. A um, little bit of mixed feelings here and there. Um, but I think overwhelmingly it was nice to see him back in, in the red for one for one more time. It was a really cool experience. Um, and then all time it's a tough one, man. But I think all time uh, it's probably Trevor Hoffman. Um, yeah, I, I, I think he was one of the um, I'm not going to say underrated. He got all the credit that was due. But he was something you don't really think about it, like his, his closers in, in the top, you know, in the, I don't know, top five or six or seven. And uh, but I got a chance to meet him a couple of times um, out. I used to work in uh, in Beaverton, Oregon at, the, at Nike, and he would come through a lot. And he was just one of the nicest individual people I've ever met in my entire life. And, uh, yeah, I just like watching him play. Probably the best changeup ever in, in baseball that I've ever seen. So i big fan of Trevor Hoffman. You know, I, I as a Cardinals fan, I'm surprised that you said that. But now when you explained it, that makes to me, that makes total sense. And and I hear that about Trevor Hoffman. I hear that he's a super cool dude. He's just kind of relaxed. He's just he's very nice to people, um, you know, it, 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 which is awesome. And, and I got to tell you, being a Dodger fan, you guys are Cardinals are Dodger killers. I swear in October, you guys <laughs> always have our number. We like. I would rather play the hottest team in baseball than the coldest Cardinals team in October. Because for some reason, it just yeah. works out. We're going back to 85 with Jack Clark, right? But who doesn't want a Teal Albert hug, right? I mean, come on. Who doesn't want a Teal Albert hug? I, I will say I wish that I could get him to lace him up for another couple of seasons because I'd really like him to take out Barry. I swear never took steroids bonds. But it's not going to happen. Yeah, it was funny. Um, you know, we were kind of joking around. There's a few guys that I, I have kind of met over the years at the Cardinals organization. And uh, my my good friend, his name's uh, Polo Asensio. He, he's a Spanish broadcaster for the Cardinals. And uh, he calls the game with Benji Molina. And, uh, you know, through those guys, I've talked different things. And I guess there was a little bit of joke around. They were trying to convince him to come back in a player coach role and just DH for home games. And uh, just so we could still hit. Because the dude still got it for whatever reason. He can still hit the ball. So, um, it's, yeah, it's just kind of one of those things like, yeah, he said he's done, but we're all kind of eh, maybe, you know, you never know. But yeah. Yeah. It's uh it, I mean, listen, it that dude is he's he's an amazing talent. In five years from now, we'll see him giving his Hall of Fame speech. Um, it'll be better than Mid Poppy's Tito, I got you, man. Tito, I got you. <laughs> it'll be so much better than that. But it's I mean, he he played the game right, you know, and he's not he's not the guy that that you look at and go, oh man, I can't believe I just heard an Albert Pujols at blah blah blah, or getting into a bar fight or whatever. He was just a good dude. Yep, and he still does a lot for the city of St. Louis too with his organization that he does here, and you know he's always been kind of a man of the people. 
you know, he never has, never has too much time, not enough time for somebody. Um, he's just a really nice guy. Yeah. Really and cool I love how, how close he got with uh, champ uh, Peterson as well. Having down syndrome and he has a daughter who has down syndrome. I mean, he fantastic guy, right? Humble, fantastic guy. All right. So we talked about your teams. We talked about your favorite players. Now let's transition to you and ballparks. Sure. So where have you been? Yeah. So um, I, I've had the fortunate, I've been to a handful, but not as many big league ballparks. I've probably been to about five or six, honestly, uh, a lot more uh, minor league um, independent ball. So I've been obviously St. Louis, Chicago, uh, both Chicago's Milwaukee uh, been to Safeco or sorry, T-Mobile field, wherever yeah, T-Mobile field. So, uh, <laughs> Whatever it's called these days. Uh, Oracle in San Francisco, uh, right. in Arizona, um, been to uh, I think it's like one more. I've been to the ba- Atlanta. Um, so yeah, I've been like I said, I've been to a handful. I do a lot of spring training stuff. I've been out to uh, Scott Silver Spring, all those stadiums for spring training. Um, you know, a lot of minor league ball, ballparks around me, Memphis. You know, I mentioned Peoria, all the Cardinals uh, organizations, but um, yeah, so just so handful. Not not a de- not a huge amount, but a decent amount. Okay, okay. So th- you also went to one place that I have not been to yet. Where? Where were you this summer? We were scheduled to do an interview, and then you had to go someplace this summer. Where did you go that I is on my huge bucket list? Was it? Let's see, was it Milwaukee? Was I? Was it the Milkman? Thing or was it? Oh, where did you have to go to for work? I went to a lot of places for work. Um, where did you have to go to for work in the summertime, where there's only one baseball game played there a year? Oh, that's the big one. Okay, yeah. So I was in uh, in Dyersville, Iowa, at the MLB. Complex for that game, yeah. From mid-August, I forgot about that one. Ooh, how could you forget about that one? No, that was a that one was a trip, man. That was something else. Um, it's actually my uh, yeah. I was I was there for that day. Um, that was something else, man. That was. It's kind of it's kind of weird. I got to spend a lot of time in Iowa because we have my my work takes me there quite a bit. So it was weird to see it kind of transition into that MLB like facility. That was so wild to see it. Um, but that was that was something special. Um, and what they're doing the next few years of that complex out there, it's it's going to be really cool. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, so Shane, so you've got a month off of work, you've got unlimited resources, and you can only visit five ballparks that you haven't been to. Where are you going? That I have not been to. Yes, MLB ballparks that you have not been to. Well, I'm definitely going Northeast because I want to go. I would love to see, obviously, both New York's, um, Fenway, Baltimore, and uh, the Phillies. Like yeah. honestly, I would spend my entire month in that in that quadrant hitting a ball though. Cause I've never been that to the East Coast for a ball for a ball game. Um, so I definitely had that direction and catch all those. I think the Camden, I think it's still called Camden. That's one of my top ballparks that I that I really want to go see. Um, I'd love to go to an Orioles game. And then, you know, obviously the big ones, Fenway, you know, the uh, Mets, Yankees. Um, I think there's a lot of really good history and, and things out there. I just love to be part of it. But yeah, definitely hit up the East Coast. The, um, I've, uh, I, I have, I've been to the new Yankee stadium and I've been to Fenway and I got to tell you, Fenway is so unique because like Wrigley, it's right in the middle of the city. Like you just walk up and you just touch the stadium. See out here out West and especially in the Midwest, you guys are used to having parking lots around as we are. You're not used to being able to walk down a street and just high five a historic stadium. Yeah. Right. So you just, I was shocked when I went to Fenway. I'm like, wow, this is – and when there's games on, like the whole – that whole area just shuts down because there's bars everywhere and people are just having a good time. And Yeah, it's good. Yeah. 
really good, good effort. Good effort. So, all right, my good friend, final question. I love this. I, I could do this for hours with you. Let me tell you, because you've got baseball knowledge. Final question. Give me the breakdown of what you think the cards need to do a in the off season and B in 2023 to now granted, you know, we both went through a bad breakup this year with the playoffs. The Dodgers got taken out by the Padres. You guys got taken out by, at least you guys got taken out by the national league champions. Right. But um, (laughs) that being said, what do you guys need to do? I mean, you you had three of your stars retire. What are you guys going to need to do in the off season and then coming into next season to be successful? Well, I think, you know, a lot of the current success comes from being able to fill the stadium, as silly as that sounds. And I think those big, those, those three drew such an incredible, incredible crowd, especially when pool started hitting post all-star game. Um, and I think that they feed off that home games last year after the all-star break, they had, I think it was the best record in baseball um, at home. They were the best team to play at home and they sold out. I mean, it'd be a Wednesday one o'clock game and they do 47,000 people there. Um, so I think one of the big things they need to do is to address the big holes, right? That's impossible to do right away. Um, I think we need to look at a catcher. I think we need to find somebody behind the plate that was a little bit more offense than, than Yachty could give in his, in his past few years. Um, obviously, pitching is an easy one that every team could probably use a little bit more of. Um, it's kind of unfortunate that we went down this year. I think the pickup of uh, Montgomery and Quintana was huge. Uh, huge. First, I wasn't – you know, didn't really know much about Montgomery or, you know, I know Quintana from years past, but they came in and made an immediate impact. Um, so I think, you know, bullpen, middle relief, uh, late relief guys would be a good place to start. Um, we have some middle of the infield hole, probably shortstop hole. And, uh, you know, offense, like I said, Nolan and goalie just forgot how to hit the last two games. And it's unfortunate. You know, that's, that's baseball, though, right? Um, our, our big guys go through slumps at the worst possible time. And uh, that's just how it goes. So I think on the offensive side, I think they're in a good spot. Um, and, I, you know, it sounds like, too, I don't know that Wayno called the quits yet. He's still um, on the fence about he might actually make another run next year at, uh, at coming back. I don't know if he's announced it officially yet or not that he's, that he's, that he's done or not. Um, so we'll see on, on that front. But, uh, I mean, I don't know that he's, a, he's probably the fifth of the rotation if he comes back. So, you know, I mean, there's a lot of holes. Right? A lot of holes. But I think the the momentum that they left off with last year, a lot of young guys, a lot of talent in the farm system. Um, that's that's exciting to see those guys really develop and fix some of the holes in their game. And uh, yeah, so it'll be fun, man. It'll be fun to see how they uh, how they progress next year, what they do in the off season. Um, you know, we made some decent moves. Obviously, we made some big name moves in the past few years, and kind of excited to see what, see what comes of it. You know, I'm. You nailed it. I, I actually am very excited for you guys too, because you guys are in a division right now that is in the process of rebuilding that division, right? So you're not in the National League East where you're going to have to deal with either the Phillies, the Yankee, uh, the I'm sorry, the Mets or the Braves or the Dodgers or Padres or you know. So you're not in that. You're able to rebuild and still put some things together. Um, I love the fact. I mean, I I focused Yadier Molina. Again, he's not hitting a ton right now or wasn't hitting a ton the last couple of seasons. But as a catcher's ERA, he's got to have the best in the game. It's incredible. I mean, how he runs that, that pitching staff. Yeah. I mean, awesome. and that's where you guys are winning games, right? You guys are winning them three to two, four to two, four to one, right? And that's where you're winning games versus when you look at the 2000, uh, what was it, nine Yankees that had this huge offensive display, but very little pitching, they were winning them 10 to nine, you know, 11 to 
11 to 12. You, you don't want oh, that. Yeah. So. No, you know, St. Louis is not hitter friendly, right? It's, it's, uh, it's not a hitter friendly ballpark. And, you know, pitching is, is key. It's absolutely key. You know, and you have a catcher like Yachty, you could take any, all these young guys and kind of control that staff. And, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, Helsley was just lights out all year. And then the last, you know, he's never really been a two inning guy. Um, you know, he, he got four outs and then, you know, he had that injury before that hand injury and, you know, left a little bit in there too long and the implosion in the eighth inning starts. And next thing you know, it's whole thing's over, but, uh, yeah, it's exciting. It's a, it's a fun time to be a fan. I think that they're going the right direction. Um, the turnout for the, the games was really, was really nice to see, you know, after, you know, having the COVID year and then everything after it just, it was really nice to see the ballpark, you know, get back 3 million fans over the year. Um, I think they probably finished one or two in attendance this year. So it was good to see everybody come out and support the team. So it's just a fun, it's a fun atmosphere to be around. I, I yeah, listen, I, the Bush stadium is one of the ballparks that's on my bucket list. I haven't been there yet. I'll let you know when I'm coming out. Right. We'll go grab a, a burger or something like that and watch a game or whatever. But it's uh, I mean, that's one of those ballparks as a as a purist fan. You got to love it. Right. And you guys got the best corner infield corner in baseball between Arnado and, and Goldschmidt. I mean, as much as I'd like to say Freddie Freeman, then what do I say at third base? Uh, right. JT, eh, JT 10 years ago, maybe. But yeah. um, and your ballpark is phenomenal. And so I'm looking forward to that. You know, it's a, it's a really fun place to watch a game. It's, you know, you, we talked about ballparks and like, you know, my favorite ballpark it's, it's up there. It's, you know what I mean? I, I spent a lot of time there, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a gorgeous, a gorgeous ballpark. Of course um, it is. It's, it's a lot of fun. The it's open, good. It, it's, honestly, it's, it's good when the Cardinals are good. It's good for baseball when the Cardinals are good. Yeah. As hard as that is for me to say as a Dodger fan, <laughs> it's good. It, likewise, it's good when the Dodgers are good. Right. Yeah. I mean, Honestly, no disrespect to any of these teams, but who's watching outside of San Diego and Houston? Who would watch a San Diego-Houston World Series? Yeah. Right? I mean, who's watching that World Series? Now, if it's the Cardinals in Houston or if it's the Dodgers and the Yankees or whatever, you know, big market teams, it's good when the Cardinals are good. So, I, you know, rebuild. Hurry up and rebuild. Get 100 yeah. wins. Get get back into the playoffs. Let's meet in the, uh, the NLCS. We'll see yeah. you there. That'd be fun. It's like the old days, the, the old series we used to every other year. I felt like we were ran the Dodgers in some fashion the playoffs. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy <laughs> off of Tom Dean Pure. Oh, uh, well, Shane, thanks so much for joining me. This has been fantastic. Can we get you on again another to. time to talk some more? Yeah, no doubt. I'd love to. This is great. So, top 10 rivalry followers, this is Shane. I will tag him. This actually is being filmed Monday. It actually dropped on Tuesday. We're going to tag him so that you can see who he is. He's a great family guy. He's a great baseball guy. He's been all around, like he said, minor league ballparks. He's been to Iowa. So let's make sure that we uh, not only give him a follow, but check out his page. He's got a lot of fun stuff there. So Shane, I appreciate you being on with me this morning. I really do. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate you. Mm -hmm.